the Morphin Grid, connected all together, all life, across the multiverse. Good and evil, yin and yang. The grid calls for heroes and villains alike to fill the roles. Welcome to Universe 19, my fellow grid travelers. Greetings, Grid Travelers, and welcome back to another episode of Power Rangers Universe 19. Today, we rejoin Tony, a.k.a. Common Rider Drive. Still trying to understand what happened, Tony must continue his journey as Common Rider Drive to defeat the Mod Rods. But when some jewels get stolen, it's time for Detective Tony to come back to work. Can he crack the case? How does this involve Mod Rods? It's all questions that you'll find out now on Common Rider Drive.
Chapter 3 Hunt for Justice Hart had become frustrated with Brain's recent disappearance and decided to take matters into his own hand. He knew that Brain was a critical member of the group and that they needed him to achieve their goals. However, despite his best efforts, Hart had been unable to locate Brain through conventional means. Determined to find him at any cost, Hart resorted to more extreme measures. He decided to steal a car and use it to track down Brain's whereabouts. As he drove through the city, he began to feel a sense of excitement and anticipation building within him. He knew that he was taking a huge risk, but he felt that it was worth it in order to find Brain. Hart continued his search through the city. He drove recklessly, waving in and out of traffic and causing chaos wherever he went. People stared in horror as they saw him pass, but Hart was undeterred. He knew that Brain was out there somewhere, and he was determined to find him. As he raced through the city, he began to pick up a faint signal that he recognized as Brain's unique energy signature. With renewed vigor, he pressed on, following the signal wherever it led him. Finally, after what felt like hours of driving, Hart arrived in a secluded alleyway on the outskirts of the city. There, he found Brain hiding in the shadows. Hart was filled with anger. How could Brain have left them without warning? How could he have put their plans at risk? Without a word, Hart stepped out of the car and approached Brain. He towered over him, his blades glitting. For a moment, Brain looked up at him and shrugged. Together, the two rod mods got back into the car and sped off into the night. They had a lot of work to do. They were going to achieve their goals, but Hart knew that with Brain at his side, they could accomplish anything. As Hart and Brain drew through the city, they finally found a quiet spot to stop and talk. Hart was still fuming with anger over Brain's disappearance, and he needed answers. Brain, how could you just disappear like that? We needed you, Hart growled. I'm sorry, Hart. I had to go into hiding. The police were getting too close, and I didn't want to risk getting caught, Brain replied. That's no excuse. We have a mission to complete, and you abandoned us. You put everything at risk, Hart said, his voice raising. I understand, Hart, but I had no other choice. I had to protect myself in order to continue working towards our goal, Brain said calmly. Hart sighed and rubbed his forehead. He knew that Brain was right, but he couldn't help feeling betrayed. Fine, but from now on, we need to work together. No more disappearing act, Hart said, his tone softening. I agree, Hart. We need to be a united front if we're going to succeed, Brain said, nodding in agreement. The two rod mods sat in silence for a few moments before Hart spoke again. So, where do we go from here? He asked. We need to regroup with the others. I have a plan, but it's going to take all of us to make it work, Brain replied. Alright, let's do it, Hart said, putting the car into gear and driving off towards their next destination. As they drove, Hart couldn't shake the feeling of unease that had settled in his chest. He knew that their mission was dangerous and the police were hot on their trail, but he also knew that he couldn't back down now. With Brain by his side, they were an unstoppable force and nothing could stand in their way. Tony sat alone in the cafeteria, his mind still reeling from the events of the other day. He had become Common Rider Drive. 
As he sipped on his coffee, his mind began to wander. How was he going to explain it all to his colleagues at the police department? He couldn't deny the power and the speed he had felt as Common Rider Drive had been exhilarating. For a moment, he had felt invincible, as if he could take on anything that came his way. But now, in the calm of the cafeteria, he was filled with uncertainty. What if he couldn't control the power of Common Rider Drive? What if he hurt someone by accident? As he pondered these questions, he noticed a group of his colleagues walking towards him. He quickly finished his coffee and tried to compose himself, but he knew that they had already seen him. Hey, Tony, mind if we join you? One of them asked. Sure, go ahead, Tony replied, trying to sound casual. As they sat down, Tony noticed that they were all staring at him. He could feel their eyes on him. So, Tony, you're back to doing real police work? That's great news, one of them said and burst out laughing. Did you arrest any aliens today? The other one taunted. Yeah, that's so funny, Tony replied. Listen, Tony, we know that something happened the other day. You disappeared. Do you have any explanation for that? Another colleague asked, cutting straight to the point. Tony took a deep breath and tried to gather his thoughts. He knew that he had to be honest with his colleagues, but still keep his secret. I... I don't know how to explain it. It's all a bit of a blur, Tony began, knowing that he was treading on thin ice. Just then, Skylar stormed into the cafeteria and looked at Tony. There you are! Well. That's my cue to get out of here. Tony stood up and headed for the door. Not so fast, mister. Skylar shouted and pulled out a small toy police car. It, it is a sleek and powerful car with a dark embossing design. It was a black and metallic silver color scheme with red accents and a large menacing looking front grille. The car has a prominent spoiler on the back which added to the aesthetic design that gave it a sporty look. The wheels are large and rugged, with deep treads that are perfect for off-road driving. The car is equipped with a powerful engine and advanced systems, making it capable of handling even the toughest terrain. Justice Hunter, go! She shouted, and the, the sirens on the car started up and raced after Tony. What the heck? Tony said and took off running. Who this? Hey, is this Jim? Maybe. Oh, great. I'm Billy. I've been trying to contact you for weeks about your podcast extended warranty. Oh, no, not again. But listen, I got some great deals about the Zeo the Hero podcast. Do you have a minute to listen? Can I take a phone survey afterwards and, you know, just put negative reviews? Yeah, no. But listen here. We range from... 90s Power Rangers, 90s Nostalgia, Giant Robots, Interrogating Cosplayers, maybe even Moon Landing. But you gotta listen in each week to find out what kind of shenanigans and numbskullery we get into with us or our guest of the week. Can I hang up now? Yeah, there's gonna be a phone survey uh, in about 15 minutes, right? You're gonna call back, right? No, not me. It's an automated message. Okay. Tired as dang stupid spam calls in the middle of dinner. Tony was caught off guard by the sudden chase. He 
tried to run away, but the car was too fast and too persistent. He could hear Skylar laughing hysterically, and he knew that he was in for a long morning. The chase went on for what felt like hours, with Tony darting in and out of alleyways and side streets trying to lose the car, but every time he thought he had escaped, Justice Hunter would appear out of nowhere, honking the horn and taunting him. At one point, Tony ducked into a nearby park, hoping to lose the car in the maze of trees and bushes, but Justice Hunter would not relent. Finally, after what felt like an eternity, Skylar ordered Justice Hunter to use its special ability. The car sped in front of Tony, and as it passed him, it laid metal grates in front of Tony, who tripped over them, allowing Skylar to dive onto Tony and handcuff him. Skylar drug Tony into their office and threw him into the seat. Skylar sat across from Tony in the small detective's office, looking stern and serious. Tony, we need to talk, she said, folding her arms across her chest. Tony looked up. What's up, Skylar? I've noticed that you've been shirking your duties lately, Tony, Skylar said, her tone firm. You've been showing up to work late, leaving early, and not putting in an effort that we need as detectives. Tony shifted in the seat, feeling a little defensive. I've just been really busy with personal stuff, he said. I'll get back on track soon, I promise. Skylar shook her head. That's not good enough, Tony. We're a team, and we all need to pull our weight. You can't just coast by and expect the rest of us to pick up your slack. Tony sighed, knowing that Skylar was right. I know, I know. I'll do better, I promise. It's just hard lately, with all the cases we've been working on. Skylar leaned forward, her eyes narrowing. That is not an excuse, Tony. We all have a lot on our plates, but we still managed to get the job done. You need to step up and be part, or else you're not going to last long. Tony nodded, feeling ashamed. You're right, Skylar. I'll do better. I promise. Skylar's expression softened. Good. I know you're a great detective, Tony, but you need to put in effort if you want to succeed. We're all counting on you. You are, after all, common Rider Drive. Sergeant Stone sat at his desk, his brows furrowed in concern. He had just received news of a string of jewelry thefts involving rare stones, and he knew that he needed to take action immediately. Tony and Skyler, I have a case for you two. Their face is serious. What's going on, Sergeant? Tony asked. Sergeant Stone leaned forward, his hands clasped together. I've just received word of a series of jewelry thefts involving rare stones. I need the two of you to look into this immediately. Skylar nodded. Understood, Chief. Do we have any leads on the suspect? Sergeant Stone shook his head. Not yet, but I want the two of you to start canvassing the area and talking to anyone who might have seen something. And we need to secure the crime scene and gather as much evidence as possible. Tony nodded. Got it. We'll get on it right away. Sergeant Stone leaned back in his chair, feeling slightly re relieved. He knew that Tony and Skylar were two of his best detectives, and he was confident that they would be able to crack the case. Good luck, you two, and keep me updated on your progress. Tony and Skylar stood up, their faces determined. We won't let you down, Sergeant, Tony said. We'll find those thieves and bring them to justice.
Hey, avid podcast listener, come on over to the Zero Hero Podcast to listen to Billy and Jimmy, myself, talk about all kinds of things from the Nerdverse, Power Rangers, Gundams, anime, random TV shows, diseases, economic turmoil, and how to scam people on crypto. Tony and Skylar spent the next few days scouring the town for any clues that might lead them to the thieves who had stole the rare stones. They talked to witnesses, reviewed CCTV footage, and even went undercover to try and catch the thieves in the act. Their investigation eventually led them to a small workshop on the outskirts of town. They had heard rumors that Rod Mod 102 was involved in the jewelry thefts and decided to check it out. As they approached the workshop, they noticed that there was several people milling around outside. All of them looked suspicious. Tony and Skylar exchanged a look and approached them. Excuse me, we're investigating the recent jewelry thefts in the area, Tony said. Have any of you seen anything suspicious? One of the men, a tall, thin man with a scruffy beard, spoke up. What's it to you? We're just minding our own business. Skylar narrowed her eyes. We have reason to believe that some of the stolen jewels might be here. We just need to take a look around. The man snorted. You can't just come in here and start snooping around. We've got rights, you know. Tony stepped forward, his voice firm. We have a warrant, sir. And if you don't cooperate, we will be forced to make an arrest. The man's face paled, and he looked around nervously. Then all the men transformed into rod mods. The one that was the tall, thin man with the scruffy beard became rod mod 102. Tony! That's the one, Skylar shouted, pointing at Rod Mod 102. Tony nodded. As he turned the red button on his driver belt, a thunderous engine sound echoes through the city. Stop your engines, Mr. Driver commanded. With the red shift car in his gauntlet, Tony raised it up and declared, Henshin! Drive! Type speed! Mr. Driver announced. Suddenly, a blaze of red light enveloped Tony, transforming him into the heroic Common Rider Drive. Rider! growled 102. Drive charged into the fray, dodging the Rod Mod's attacks. With his type speed form, he was able to outmaneuver the enemies and land powerful blows. But the Rod Mods weren't going down without a fight. They called for reinforcements, and Common Rider Drive found himself surrounded with a smirk on his face. Looks like you guys just can't get enough of me, he quipped, as he leapt into the air and delivered a powerful kick to one of the Rod Mods. The Rod Mods retaliated with a barrage of laser blasts, but Common Rider Drive was too quick for them. He dodged the beams effortlessly and delivered a series of punches that sent the Rod Mods flying. As the battle raged on, Common Rider Drive realized that he needed to up his game. He shifted into his Max Flame form, granting him incredible fire abilities. Time to kick things up a notch, he shouted as he raced through the battlefield, delivering a flurry of kicks and punches that left the Rod Mods reeling. But it wasn't over yet. Rod Mod 102 appeared, a massive and imposing figure. Let's finish this, he shouted as he charged towards Rod Mod 102. Yes, let's! 102 shouted and slammed a silver stone into his own chest. The Rod Mod started to glow, and it began to transform. 
The transformation of the Rodmod 102 into a fox monster was a terrifying sight to behold. As the Rodmod began to change, its metallic body twisted and contorted, its limbs elongated, and its skin stretched into a new form. Its head morphed into that of a sleek and cunning fox, with sharp teeth and glowing red eyes that seemed to stare into the very soul of its opponent. Its fur was a deep shade of red, with streaks of black that seemed to shimmer in the light. As the transformation completed, the Rodmod let out a furious roar, its voice echoing through the streets. Its body was now lethal and agile, with razor-sharp claws and a long, bushy tail that whipped back and forth. As Kamen Rider Drive darted around the fox monster, attempting to land a blow, he taunted, Come on! What's the matter? Can't keep up with the speed of justice? The fox monster snarled in response, You may be fast, but you lack the cunning of a predator. You'll never defeat me. Kamen Rider Drive smirked, We'll see about that. I've beaten tougher opponents than you. The fox monster lunged forward, claws extended. I doubt that. Common Rider Drive easily dodged the attack. Is that the best you've got? The fox monster growled. You're starting to irritate me, little man. The battle continued with Common Rider Drive and the fox monster trading blows and banter. Common Rider Drive knew that he had to act fast if he wanted to defeat the fox monster, and he knew just the attack to use. He summoned his shift card, Justice Hunter. Common Rider Drive puts Justice Hunter in his gauntlet and turns the red lever on his drive belt. Tire change! Hunter! Mr. Driver says. Common Rider Drive shouted, Justice Hunter! Final attack! Third throttle special! Hunter and Monster! A massive bow forms in Drive's hand, and Common Rider Drive pulls back on the strings, charging up the weapon with energy. The Fox Monster watches in terror as the bow begins to glow, realizing too late that it was about to be a trap. Common Rider Drive releases the arrow, which flies straight towards the fox monster. The arrow strikes the ground, creating a powerful energy field that surrounds the monster, trapping it in place. But Common Rider Drive wasn't finished yet. He quickly summoned his powerful car and projected the tires to launch himself at the cage. He made a loop in the air before sliding towards the energy prison. Preparing to smash into it with a powerful punch, at the last second, the energy prison lifted, allowing Kamen Rider Drive to pass through unharmed. The fox monster was not so lucky. The energy prison slammed shut, crushing the monster within and destroying it once and for all. As Kamen Rider Drive's attack was completed, the city was safe once again, thanks to the heroism of Kamen Rider Drive and his powerful weapons. Looks like I'm still the fastest ride in town. He said, looking over at Skylar, who smiled at him and nodded. Hunter and Brain stood on the rooftop watching the battle between Drive and their fox monster below. They had hoped that this monster would finally defeat the rider, but it seemed that the hero was once again going to emerge victorious. Ugh, why does he always win? Hart grumbled. Brain nodded in agreement. It's not fair. We need to come up with a better plan to defeat him. Just then, they heard the sound of a motorcycle approaching. And they turned to see their partner, Chase, riding up onto the rooftop. 
Chase's human form is of Asian descent and is dressed in a striking ensemble that prominently features shades of purple. He is wearing a two-tone purple pleather jacket that is adorned with chains and metallic embellishments along the front, giving it a bold and edgy look. He pairs this with purple pants, which complements the jacket's color scheme, and on his left wrist he wears a purple leather bracelet that is embellished with silver crosses adding a touch of elegance to his outfit. On his right forefinger, he wears a skull ring which adds an element of attitude and personality to his appearance. What are you two doing up here? Chase asked, looking at them curiously. We were just watching the battle, Hart replied. Yeah, and we were hoping that Fox would finally defeat the rider, Brain added. Chase shook his head. You two need to stop wasting your time with these battles. We need to focus on our mission. That's the only way we can achieve our goal. Hart and Brain looked at each other, realizing that Chase was right. You're right, Chase, Hart said. We need to focus on the bigger picture. Brain nodded in agreement. Let's get back to work and start planning our next move. Chase smiled turned into a sinister grin as he looked at Kamen Rider Drive defeating the fox monster. Let me deal with the rider, he said, his voice dripping with malice. Heart and brain watched from the shadows, their own sinister smiles matching Chase's. They knew what he was capable of, and they were eager to see him take down the Kamen Rider once and for all. As Chase revved his motorcycle, Heart and brain nodded in agreement and turned to walk away. They knew that Chase didn't need their help to defeat Kamen Rider Drive. He was more than capable of handling the hero on his own. They knew that with Chase on their side, they could achieve anything they wanted. And with Kamen Rider Drive out of the way, nothing could stop them from ruling the city with an iron fist. This podcast is a production of the Three Ranger Bros Studios, in association with Zio to Hero, the podcast. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed that story. Just a reminder that all my fanfictions are just that, fanfictions, and do not mean to infringe on any copyright from the mainstream continuity that it's from. Now, I'd like to take the time to thank my supporters from the Zero to Hero Network. Jim and Billy, the bulk and skull of podcasting over on the main podcast, Zero to Hero. Mark, the Red Cornish Ranger on Nerds Through Comics. My Parabatai and dare friend Ty Tiger of Tiger Tales on YouTube, Jacob, aka the Iron Avenger 52 on TikTok and YouTube, Clayton with Neon Lights on YouTube, Ben the Baker Ranger, Sam aka XX Rebel Ranger XX, TN underscore Ranger, and our good friend Tony. I would also like to thank a few friends of the Z2H network. Casey from Mighty Morphin Conspiracy Theories, Justin, aka A Crown, Johnson of Western Strike, Rob, aka Lightning Collector 2021, James, better known as Beauty underscore Baba Yaga, Justin the Green Spartan Ranger, JP the creator of Power Rangers Digital Beast, and Michael and Nathan of The Power Trip. Everyone I just named it has been a huge supporter to me and my podcast, and if you can, go give them a follow. It would mean the world to me. Thanks a lot. Until next time, guys. Later days. In the name of King Lexian, rightful ruler of Edenoi. 
I call upon the powers of light and truth to become Mask Rider. Ecto phase, activate! Now, villains, you shall know the power of the Mask Rider and the Power Rangers.